Hello and welcome to another episode of the FOMO Cast. I'm Chris. We're back after a little bit of a break, and there may be some breaks here and there. My I might go solo, um, and that is because um, uh, we, I have Tim with me here tonight. Uh, Tim, ex- explain why we've been delayed on you know things going on. On everything, on everything going on. Well, uh, what isn't really for uh, for you or whatnot, um, or because of you, is because of me. Um, <laughs> as probably most people know, well, friends and family, that me and my wife were expecting a, a little guy here, um, so he decided to come a little early. Uh, everything was, you know, everything's good. Mom's good. Baby's good. So we were finally able to. Uh, Bring him home this past Sunday. He's been in the hospital for a little, little over seventy days. So, um, uh, he came out healthy, baby boys. Like I said, just made an, an early appearance. So that's why some, uh, you know, haven't been able to record uh, some weeks. And you know, between that and work schedule and just juggling everything in life and having, you know wife in the hospital at one point and wife gets out of the hospital kid goes and you know in the hospital um just juggling all of all of that so it was you know hey can't record this day oh no let's bump it back next day how about the weekend no then it's just like i i don't know when you know just play it play and, play it by ear. it was it was a very acceptable reason i have no if ands or buts about it it is a beautiful baby boy and um I've seen a few photos. Uh, my wife is now waiting for more photos because she's bribing uh, Tim, saying the only way he can record the podcast is if uh, <laughs> she gets photos. But uh, exactly. that means so he... now, exactly. So now, if I'm not on, it's not because of my kid. It's because of Chris's significant other won't let him record with me. So <laughs> if you're wondering why we're not, you know, back to our kind of normal schedule or taking a week or two off. Um, you know, please write on the Facebook page or whatnot and let them, you know, let, let his wife know that, Hey, so, but no, no, we're, we're, we're excited. We're happy. Um, like I said, beautiful baby boy, you know, now it's the world kind of got turned upside down here for the past. Well, he's been home for a week now. So getting, getting used to that sleep schedule. It's it's a lot to. It's Lack a lot of. to get used to, used to used to, especially I think because he was in the hospital for so long. So it's kind of like you guys really didn't have to deal with anything really on that end after hours. So uh, yeah, but I am happy for you guys because I know how 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 big this was. And um, not gonna lie, I was a little scared at first because I was like. Tim tells me, and I'm like, oh, you know, but baby looked fantastic, actually. Surprisingly, that's the one thing that was crazy was the baby looked fantastic for how premature he was. So he's here. He's not going to be interrupting us anymore uh, the same way it was before. Um, Good news is. He'll still interrupt, (laughs) but it's not going to be, yeah, as it was before. It'll be because mama needs help. So exactly. So if mama needs help, Tim will bounce off and, you know, I can keep it rolling for the time being. All right, we're back. The app crashed. I don't know what happened. I'm recording and all of a sudden I go bye bye and Tim's laughing at me. So next we have after the amazing news that Tim's 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 a papa and baby's home and driving him crazy. Um, We got a lot of Disney stuff. We got a lot of different other things. We're just going to go through everything as much as we can. 
Disney Plus Day was Friday, so there's a lot of info coming off of that. Um, so Disney releases the Stepdad short film to support Make-A-Wish, donates $500,000 to toys for tots. Um, this isn't kind of like a, I mean, it is kind of surprising that they did it just, you know, for this. But uh, yeah, did you even get to watch it or anything like that? No, actually, I didn't even know that uh, I didn't hear about it or whatnot. And like you said, especially with the Disney Plus Day, um, well, with us haven't been recording for the past couple of weeks. Um, with Disney Plus Day, you know, before, okay, hey, here's what it's going to be. Then there's stuff that was coming out kind of before it, obviously. Uh-huh. Um, and then once the day came, then a lot of stuff. Uh, then you got more so the reviews of the stuff that did come out or new stuff that came out on that day that they may have hinted at or you know didn't know about it. So, mm-hmm. but no, it was, uh, I thought this was cool. They always do a lot for, um, you know, a, a lot of charitable work. And one of the big ones is, is toy for tots that they do uh, just in general for Disney, not Disneyland. You know, right. They do a lot. Like I said, uh, I think you were part of it, the chalk walk children's hospital, of orange County and different other locals as well. And they have the teams that go out, um, and do the, um, the volunteers and they do the volunteer work uh and whatnot with local uh, schools and parks build playgrounds and whatnot but this is this is cool half a million dollars for uh for toys for tots and tying it into a short film as well so i may have yeah. to, uh, to put it on the uh, on the watch list and, and check it out yeah no um i'll i'll have to do the same thing um, cause there are so many short film thingies that they have been popping up that I do really enjoy. I, I watched a lot of the little, they had that new Olaf thing they released on Friday, yep. um, with all him re- recreating all the different movies, which was really funny. Um, my son really didn't get it, but, uh, I did, um, next it says Disney plus subscriber growth slows in, in fourth quarter of 2021. Come on. Really? Well, really? yeah. Slow, slow means that they only gained 2.1 million. Darn. Yeah. Only son of a gun, you know, but it says, you know, obviously, uh, significantly slow from previous quarters. Well, now with some stuff opening up, some stuff not, well, if you weren't doing anything and you're staying at home, well, your streaming services are going to boom, even if you didn't have them before. Um, but they, in the article here, it says it was uh, slowing this summer as well. So, uh, but the service now has uh, 118, little over 118 million, um, and is expected to reach 126 million by the end of the quarter. So, um, a slow, uh, slow fourth quarter, only getting 2.1 million. Man, that's it's tough. Okay. I mean, they already overdid it on their numbers to begin with. So it's not like, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? They're already far ahead. So it ain't no big deal. Nope. Um, exactly. So we did miss out on this was the first trailer for the book of Boba Fett, which is coming to Disney plus on December 9th, 29th. Um, lots of fun stuff that we're seeing in it. Um, it looks, to, it appears if you haven't seen the trailer, go watch it. It doesn't spoil anything really, besides the fact that it seems like it does consistently take place on Tatooine and they're kind of staying there. It's almost like Boba is taking over where Jabba left off, but he wants to rule in a, in a more, how would you say it, Tim? Like a 
calmer way or he's not going to be as much of a dictator. He wants to work with the different crime bosses, but it does appear as though these guys just want to be ruled. Most of them, and they don't want to run things the way that he wants to rule. They want to go by the way the Hutt family has done it forever. So, you know, we know that things are going to kind of go crazy. You do hear spoiler alert Din's voice in the beginning of the trailer. So you do know that our Mandalorian Din Djarin is heard in the beginning of it. No, don't know if he's going to be in it or not. He could just be doing a voiceover, but if he's talking, there could be some hint at him being it or not. Hopefully they stick with the Mandalorian um, awesomeness and it basically not have it to worry about, um, I know, like with the Mandalorian, everyone was worried that Ahsoka was going to take over everything and be all crazy, but she didn't. She was a perfect amount in there. So, fingers crossed, stays the same way for this. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, it could have little subtle, not hints of it, but like little voiceovers here or there of Din on it as well, where it's like, oh, you know, just drop right. it in here, drop it in there. Well, you get just a a little sprinkling of uh, of him in it. Yeah, exactly. Plus, it'd be easy enough because it's just his voice. It doesn't yeah. have to do anything. He could be, you know, he could do it on his iPhone if he wanted to and send it in. Well, that's what a lot of people honestly do. <laughs> but, but I mean, you know, it, it doesn't have to go through hair, makeup, all of that. Um, right. And get right. up to do it. Not that, you know, I'm sure they would film it concurrently. With, yeah, exactly. Um, but, but still, it's easy to do the voice. Come into the studio, drop your lines, see you later. Exactly. Uh, the next thing we did is we did get uh, Hocus Pocus 2 plot and uh, more casting has been announced and they have begun filming. They did release a first shot of them lined up as the sisters again. It's making me feel all nostalgic. I love that movie so much. And it looks like, I mean, to me personally, it looks fantastic. I am excited for this next one. And um Let's hope it lives up to the hype because you never know. Exactly. Well, and it's crazy. It says the uh, on this article, the plot picks up 29 years right down to the day after Max lit the black candle and resurrected the three Sanderson sisters. So that's pretty cool. Uh, you know, almost 30 years later and having, you know, obviously with the Sanderson sisters, they got the three original ones back. Um, so it, it was cool. And seeing some, um, what was it? It was either on Instagram or Twitter, or whatnot. Some, like you said, filming that they did, and it looked like it was like uh young uh Bette Midler's uh character in it, Winifred. Um, they looked it. fairly well for it. I mean, you could tell yeah. that, like, um, uh, you could tell Catherine and Jimmy is a little bit older. Um. It, just because she looks a little bit thinner in the face, but other than that, they still have the same look and everything to them. Oh yeah, and I mean, you can't you can't replace them. You know, you can't. So it's glad that they all three of them were able to come back. So we'll see. Uh, you know, now it's just a, a matter of time. Exactly, and I can't wait till it comes out. Um, we have a ton of stuff that's been coming out. We're gonna kind of go a little bit rapid fire, just because. So you have Disenchanted is coming to Disney Plus Fall 2022, which is a sequel to Enchanted. Um, and I do believe we are going to have quite a few people coming back to it. Um, why can't I remember their names? 
uh can't remember the ones from enchanted amy what's her name uh, she was in the office and she became famous after she was sitting on that show she did she did enchanted right after that i think amy um adams. amy adams and the guy that played what patrick dempsey patrick dempsey james so i believe i believe they're both coming back for the next one and james marston yeah james marston a dmsl susan sarandon yep so hopefully they're all coming back for this next one. We can see what it's all about. Um, we did get live action Pinocchio news, which will premiere fall 2022 on Disney plus, which um, is it J- Joseph Gordon Levitt. I can't remember. Somebody famous is tied to it. Is it, was it uh, Tom Hanks? Yeah, I think so. I think it's Tom Hanks is tied to the Pinocchio movie. Yeah, as either that or they were wanting him to be. A, yeah, Tom Hanks is Geppetto. Okay, so Levitt um, is um, Jiminy Cricket. So I mean, we're gonna see what happens with that. And then we have a Tiana animated musical series is coming to Disney Plus in 2023. Now the thing is, is everything that they announced pretty much was like, okay, rumors have been swirling, rumors have been swirling, but um, the next item is everyone's been begging for it and it says coming soon which there's no timeline but it's marvel's wandavision spinoff of agatha house of harkness starring katherine hahn is coming soon now only thing i could think of is is they had to have started filming that shortly after the 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 boom because there's no way they're going to get by without her so they probably wanted to lock her down as soon as possible and with all the disney movies getting pushed back I have a feeling they're going to try and focus on these different series, you know, aside because I don't I don't think if they did the Agatha spinoff, they don't have to have it tie into the Marvel Universe the same way that WandaVision did, how Falcon and the Winter Soldier did, how Loki is causing huge effects. Um, you know, uh, I'll add something in, in the very end of this. Uh, I'm going to. Oh, you did you watch Eternals? No. Okay, uh, and then the next thing we have, it's in Disneyland, Disney, like Disney, the land, not the actual Disneyland, uh, is Gal Gadot, oh, sorry, her name is Gal Gadot, sorry, I keep pronouncing it, it's Gal Gadot, is in negotiations to play the evil queen in Disney's live action, Snow White. Now, to me, it's kind of like, I don't know, they've reached, they've tried doing a live action different stuff with Snow White, you had Snow White and the Huntsman, and then the second one, I didn't even know what that one was called, and I don't know, man, I, I guess, because, uh, what's-her-face played the evil queen, I thought, I can't remember, um, I think it was, who was the evil queen in that one, it was Charlize Theron, I believe, was the evil queen in that one, I so, you know, okay, we'll see what happens. <laughs> I am excited, but also sad for this next one, which is the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three has begun filming, because this will be Dave's Dave Bautista's last time playing Drax because of issues that he has with Disney, and when they fired and then rehired um, James Gunn, he was basically does not believe in cancel culture, and. It, this is a, a direct result, but I am excited. They've started filming again, um, and they've got uh, just a crew film uh, photos. So we will see uh, what happens 
with that because they should have some stuff coming out very soon. Because I believe the Christmas episode comes out next year, and I think this is slated for like 2023 or 2024. I can't remember on that part because they didn't. That one didn't get uh, extended or pushed back. So we'll see what happens. Um, Pixar presents the new Monsters Inc. It's a silent short film. Um, I did not see it, but I do like the way that Pixar is going because with Disney Plus, they did announce that Owen Wilson and uh, Larry the Cable Guy are coming back as um, Lightning McQueen and Tow Mater. And they're actually going to be um, going like a road trip type thingy. And they showed cartoon stills of it. So I don't know if it's going to be cartoony or if it's going to be in the animated style of Pixar. But um, it does look really, really cool. Um, so I did not see this new Monster Inc. silent short film. But I did watch a portion of the, of the new show with my son. And while he wasn't too enthused about it, I loved the concept behind the new show. So I can only assume this silent short film is going to be, you know kind of in the, in the same realm of, of, of awesomeness that, you know, the others of that Pixar have done with monsters. Yeah. And it looks cool. I, I haven't seen it either. And I, I don't know if it's out um, or not to be a hundred percent honest, but the like uh, still that I saw of it, kind of like a movie post poster, it looks like how they did it, you know, back in silent film. Um, but obviously with, Pixar and being animated, so I thought that was pretty cool. Looks, you know, got that old school feel to it, at least from the picture that I saw. So um, I'll have to have to check it out. And, and yeah, and once we is. have like a re- release date and whatnot, we'll share it on our Facebook group and let everyone know. That's where we're we've been still been sharing stuff. Tim, even though he's been busy, he's been sharing stuff. So just know we're still active in there. Um, so I saw Eternals. Uh, so Marvel's Eternals earned seventy one million dollars during opening weekend. Um, missing projections. But here's the thing, though, is there was a lot of controversy surrounding Shang-Chi, which was didn't Shang-Chi did not perform the second weekend it was out. Everyone went out that first weekend. Marvel's Eternals, uh, it says it feels like it lasts an eternity, tries to feature way too many heroes. I disagree with that t- that title because. Well, I, so the, the only reason I put that in there is I, I didn't watch it. You know me. I've watched two Marvel's movies, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. My third one will be volume three, so I'm not going to watch basically another full-length Marvel movie until two to three years from now. Right. On, an- on another podcast, before you go into yours, I kind of put it in there as a place filler for, for me. Yeah. But they, they said, you know, it was like really long. It was almost like close to three hours, I want to say, like 245 or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, I could be could be wrong, but that's kind of the reason why they say it you know, it feels long and the guys re- review, you know, it's like, well, yeah, it was long, but there was a lot going on. Therefore, like it says, tries to feature way too many heroes, but that's the reason for it. But then like he said, yeah, I could see it being like that, but it just, there's a lot of ways that it could go or, or, or what a ways it could go and explaining backstories of these, each, each individual, Right. What, what are they? Heroes or Eternals or they're, they're or eternals, whatnot? So you, so yeah. like he says, I could see how people think like that because it's like, oh, you know, there's just a lot going on because trying to get the backgrounds from everyone. But you know, they're doing that for a reason. 
Right. And so so I watched it. I really, really enjoyed it. I saw all the reviews. I saw here's the problem though. There's something going on. Because the critic reviews are super low. Um audience review is over eighty percent. There you go. And here's the problem. They were expecting an, an Avengers movie, and this wasn't an Avengers movie. This was an even better movie to me than the Avengers movies because you didn't know what to expect. There's twists and there's turns, things that you would not expect. And that's what shocked me because I was like, wait, what just happened? Like, it was that shocking to me. Like, there was legitimately times where I was like, no, 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 no. And like, you know, they, it just, it, to me, it was an amazing movie. I truly appreciated what they were trying to do with it. I truly appreciated the fact that they were basically busting their butt to give people, because everyone complains. They're like, oh, you know, um, this movie's this, this movie's that. And it's like, no, 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 no. This one legitimately was like, you know, I don't know how to even say it. It basically was. It was different, man. 100% different. I was so, 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 so surprised, and I was so happy. Like, you don't even know, because Tim knows me in movies, and, like, you know, there are some times when you just see a movie and you're just kind of like, meh, you know, I'm not going to watch it. You know, especially with the pandemic and then they have they've made so many movies, you know, easily you know, watchable, like even like Tim, I don't know if I told Tim this, um, I was going to uh, watch Dune in the theater. And I was like, you know what? It's on HBO Max. Let me just watch it there and see what happens. And sure enough, it's actually a really good movie. But here's the problem. I I mean, I'm not going to I'm not going to go to the theater and waste my time. You know, it's not it's not really a waste of time in that sense, but I've seen it. If I wouldn't have seen it, I probably wouldn't have been upset watching it in the theater, but it was one of those ones. This one right here, you have to watch in the theater. I talked to Connor from ConCon's Cantina literally directly after he watched it. He got out, and I go, bro, how – and you could hear his wife in the background going, like, that was just really great. Like, it was surprising because that's the problem now is everyone has these low expectations where – no one really said anything about it. When it came to Shang-Chi, he was very adamant. This is an amazing movie, which I love Shang-Chi. I saw that in the theater as well. And people are always kind of like, oh, you know, you, you know, th- they were saying a bunch of basically, I don't know if you know this, Tim, they were saying a bunch of racist stuff about Shang-Chi, a lot of uh, racist stuff. And he just set the record straight and said, this is just a movie about a hero. And that's what these movies are supposed to be about. So I get a little bit offended, as you can tell in my tone, you know, that they're going to be bashing it like that. But I get what they're saying. If you are not a Marvel person or you're too into Marvel, this movie's not going to be enjoyable for you. You know, if you like adventure movies with superheroes, this is made for that. This is not an Avengers movie where they're going around and saving the cities. This is the story of the Eternals. And what I think a reason why I like it is, is I feel like this is the next phase of Marvel. So the Eternals can interact with whoever they want. They can actually interact with other superheroes. You know, they're supposed to be introducing another superhero. Like it's, it's no, there's a spoiler, you know, one of the cutscenes. they don't tell you who it is, but everyone knows who it is. So you have to deal with that, you know, and plus with Disney plus, um, 
day, all these stuff came out. So I just will say Eternals, if you enjoy superhero movies in general, you're going to like it. If you love Marvel, you're going to like it. But if you're one of those people that's like, oh, this doesn't make sense in the whole timeline, ignore it. Loki screwed that all up. Tim doesn't know. Loki screwed everything up. It's legitimately canon. It's there. So that's my rant for that for this for now. Um, But I do think everyone should go watch it. It was a great movie. I really liked it. Boom. And the characters are appearing at Avengers Campus and Disney California Adventures. So if you like them, you can go see them. And which is, um, which is cool. I like how they're doing that. How you know how they did yes. it with Loki and other ones were. They uh, they did it with Wanda. WandaVision was the one that was surprised where they had Agatha show up, and then Loki changed week to week on how he appeared on the show. Yeah, exactly. And it was, and he came out like the next day. Yes. Uh, at Avengers Campus with yep. his new look. So it's yep. not like oh, it was a week later. What I mean, very next day. So no, next next day. That's cool that they're you know doing and that. The, the, Hopefully they continue doing that with you know all the different Marvel. And the cool thing too is their names do play a part in it because like one of the main people is names Icarus. You have Gilgamesh, and so there's like names that make that make sense in you know, like certain mythologies. So a lot of it gets explained in the movie. But look for them. At the parks now. Um, we have the Aporg and a Battle of Endor Tiki Mug from Oga's Cantina is now available on Shop Disney. Now, well, so, do, uh, and do the next one too because they both tie in. Together. Oh, and Star Wars Gogs Edward Rancor Tooth Flight set now available on Shop Disney. Now, before we go too deep, people don't know this, but Connor complained to me when I was talking to him on Friday because Disney World does not have the same access as we do in Disneyland. Tim and I can go to LA and not go into the park, just pay for parking. And we can go buy a bunch of the stuff that you can get in Batu from the little, the outpost. Cause it's huge. It's the old rainforest cafe. They have little things outside of the park, outside of the park, like in downtown, their version of downtown Disney, Disney world, but you cannot get half the stuff. And Connor even said half the time he goes into Hollywood studios where the Batu East is, and there's nothing left. So it's kind of frustrating to him because he's kind of like, you know, this is this is what we got and what the heck. So uh, it's it's kind of cool having it on Shop Disney. I'm actually going to hop on right after this and probably get um, a Battle of Endor Tiki mug or maybe even a Porg one. I don't know. I don't know if they're sold out yet because they sell out right. pretty quick. Well, and that's the thing is when those when all of these first became available. Well, obviously, when Galaxy's Edge opened up, it was like. You know, boom, everyone's going in there. They're getting them. They're, you know, obviously their souvenirs and whatnot. And it really didn't take that long, you know, a couple of years. Well, throw you know, the shutdown in there as well um, for them to become available on Shop Disney, which really surprised me because now it's available to everyone. Or maybe before, if you keep it just at the parks, well, then you got to buy a ticket to get into the park. And then you got to go to Ogus Cantina and buy them there or like you said you could even have the had them at the star wars traders outpost in right uh, at disney uh, downtown disney downtown yeah. disney so it's, which speaking know, of which if you do need me to get you something from disney uh my sister's there right now so if you need anything let me know legitimately oh, nice. i'm dead serious um but that is cool because everyone's been like the connor's been begging because he's like he he can get I can't remember what he gets, but he can get st- certain things. And he's like, if I wanted to, I could just go in there, 
buy a couple of these things because I'm not out there to sell them. I am out there to enjoy these things. And he just, it's just, it's tough because these people go out there and they resell and um, they are doing that limit on two per person for everything now. So we'll see how well that works. Yeah. Um, Baby Triceratops returns to Jurassic Park and Universal's Islands of Adventure. What is that? It's cool. It's a little one that the cast, well, I don't know what they're called, the employees uh, hold. And then it, you know, the the head moves around. Oh yes, 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 yes. So I thought that was cool that that's um, returning back because that's a cool little, especially if you're, you know, a kid. It's oh, it's not like raptors or anything like that. It's more. And you know, I I bet you it was because people were probably running up and trying to interact a bunch, and they probably did not want to have that happen. I bet you. Right, but it's good to have it to have it back and see that. You know, it's like little friendly baby Triceratops. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, we had the first ever snowfall at Universal Studios Beijing, which closes the outdoor attractions, which makes sense. Because if you've ever been on um, the Matterhorn or um, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad when it's raining, it feels like someone is hitting you in the face with little needles. It, it hurts so bad. Um, a credit coaster is really bad for that. That one, because you the first go off of it. It just yeah. pounding you in the face. That's yep. what she said. Um, right. So and makes sense. The cool, the cool thing is, is with um, with it too is uh, like anything you get. Yes, they got some very cool pictures of it as well. That's pretty cool. Um, Universal Orlando employee with hearing issues screamed at, and a server was punched in the face by guests over holding an elevator door open. So this one kind of hits close to home with me because you know I have an aunt that's hard of hearing. Sure, you know said it before on here um with the disney uh you know accessibility services and whatnot mm-hmm. but so it was a karaoke bar uh and they were leaving after midnight it was like twelve thirty, and one of the employees was holding the elevator door open and the actually the husband like got mad why i don't know and started yelling at the gal and she's hard of hearing so you know uh, i i think she was holding the holding it for somebody else and didn't hear the guy you know obviously or whatnot so then he gets frustrated i'm sure he had some liquid encouragement so then another uh employee came up and said hey you know in a calm cool voice says i don't appreciate you talking to you know a member of my staff like that right you you need to leave well then the wife (laughs) starts you know become combative and salty you know, and, uh, you know, aggravated. And then all of a sudden, next thing, you know, the wife's like, you know, just comes at the girl, not the one, I don't think it was the one hard to hear. And I think it was the one that came up and just like swings at her, hits her on the side of the head or the side of the face. I don't think like not enough to knock her out or whatnot. And the husband grabs her, they go out. And I guess security was right there, got her. And, they didn't. They weren't going to press charges on the husband. They they pressed charges on the um, on the wife. Yeah. So and then they got uh, trespass uh, uh, length of term indefinitely. And so, Universal. This this gives Universal a bad name because the joke is always like, oh, all the ghetto people, all the bad people go to Universal, and they make jokes about it on TikTok about how, oh, if I, I the, the their their workers, what do you call them? Like you just said, they're called cast members at Disneyland. And other places like dark workers, what are they called? And then 
it, it just it's sad. I mean, obviously, there's people who've gotten in fights at Disney, but guess what happens? Usually, they get put on blast so bad, everyone's super chill. I've uh, I've been called names for being in my social club vest before. And I've actually, you know, we wear vests, we have patches and stuff like that, but we've had actual legitimate bikers. We don't wear our stuff outside the parks. We don't showcase it just for park usage and actual bikers have defended us because look, it's the happiest place on earth. You're not supposed to be negative, all that, but with universal, it's like all gloves off, you know, um, which is kind of funny. I want to, I want to mention this. Have you seen the Simpsons Disney plus day video? No, you need to watch it. It's hilarious. They literally do nothing but make fun of Disney nonstop through the whole thing. It's the Simpsons making fun of Disney. And it's hilarious because this is it's beyond meta. It's beyond meta. They're they're owned by Disney. Disney's letting them make them act a fool. And it was it was crazy. It was um, uh, I do think that. Because they, um, because the Bart is the traditional thing was Bart ads and the Simpsons underneath all the different studios involved with Disney Plus. But if you haven't watched it, please watch it because they're taking time to make fun. Because because obviously the Simpsons are at Universal Studios, yeah. and like a lot of people don't know, the Marvel characters are not able to be at Disney World because the rights in Florida are owned by Universal. So they have the Hulk ride and all that stuff in Florida. That's what they, you know, do. So I just think it's crazy and it's sad. But uh, make sure you go to all of our stuff, Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOCastGaming. And you can uh, check out everything we have there. Um, I am going to be start getting back into my YouTube videos uh, once some more stuff comes in, I got a couple boxes to review. And um, just so we know, we're, while we're doing confessions about things, I have made a career change. So um, my first week is this coming up week. So who knows what's going to happen? Also with Tim and the new baby, you know, we want to give them bonding time. So we're going to try and squeeze it in whenever we can. Um, I am going to do a gaming podcast probably um, uh Probably tonight or maybe tomorrow because I played Vanguard. I'm deep into it, so I'll give a review on that one. Search Ninth Warhounds, and you can find it everywhere you get podcasts there, too. Uh, so going into the Disney Parks file, it might be a little bit rapid fire. we got time constraints because Tim does have a baby now. So you all remember when I first had a baby. It's the same thing. So first thing in the Disney Parks, Disney Parks pile is Toy Story Hotel at Tokyo Disney Resort opening April 5th. 2022 now for me that's a big thing because a lot of the people people i don't think people realize like they don't have the coast to coast pass anymore so i don't know how people are going to react people who because if you can afford the coast to coast pass what's going to stop you going to tokyo stuff like that so i'm hoping it's going to be busy you know what i mean with uh with them do you know what i mean yeah i just didn't even know that there was a toy story hotel coming to tokyo disney and the the pictures and everything of it looked looked awesome i mean it looks like it should be you know over at toy story land at uh disney world so you know uh, pretty cool yeah and toy story is kind of one of my favorites so well and yeah and especially being you know toy story being the first fully animated you know movie ever full-length right. anime full-length so. well i mean we'll, we'll Wait, what? Full-length animated? You mean like in the style that it's animated in? No, full, like 
full-length movie, not like a short or anything like that, as in a full-length animated uh, movie. Oh, because Snow White and the other one's only like, what, like 45 minutes at tops? Well, and I think it will add with, uh, or it could be Pixar or, or something like that. Okay. I don't know. Or, or using, maybe it's not necessarily animated, but the um, computer animated. I bet you that's what it is. Probably. Or Snow White and whatnot, you know, is, is all hand-drawn. Hand-drawn, yeah. Whatnot. So It's, not, it's well, something like that. So. We're excited. Tokyo Disney Resort Operator Oriental Land Company posts $92 million quarter 2021 loss due to strict capacity restrictions now for those that don't know i believe the only place that disney has the like runs runs the parks is disneyland and disney world those are the only two i believe or maybe paris too i think disneyland paris maybe yeah but- well because like disney well, especially on the foreign parks, they'll negotiate with like their government or whatnot, which right. Disney, they want Disney there. Disney wants control of it, so it's a give and take. They get them right. there, kindly, like it's run together. And I, th- I think, because I think like certain ones are only allowed, like uh, as as an American or an American company, you're only allowed to have a certain percentage of ownership in it. Like you yeah. can have oversight. But the actual ownership can't be. That's why they call it the operator is the Oriental Land Company because they basically are they. More than likely, we ha- Disney has their hands in that company, but their company's based in these foreign companies. And I mean, Tokyo had really strict, and they literally they closed twice. What people don't realize is Disneyland may have been closed the whole entire pandemic. They never reopened and then closed again. But what they did was downtown Disney opened up, so they were still making money off all the stuff being sold out there. This one, they legitimately reopened, had people make reservations, and then everything got canceled. So I know Disneyland lost money, but they were smart and did hotel uh, renovations. They did all the different stuff to fix stuff, and then we're like, hey, look, here we go. We're Now we're back open full time. So I do feel like – you lose more money when you reopen and then close and you would if you just stay closed because then people are not going to want to book book anything either because they're like well what if it closes again yep no exactly um the walt disney company invested 548 million less in domestic theme parks this year than in 2020 well that makes sense because there's how much less people go into the parks (laughs) i mean Um, my sister is at the parks today. She was excited because it was Dapper Day. So I don't know. I'm going to have to talk to her and ask her how it was. But she didn't seem like it was too crazy because she normally would tell me. She just said she was a lot, saw a lot of people dressed up nice. So it wasn't like, you know, anything crazy. But that makes sense because they even told us in the middle of 2020 that they're going to focus more on the streaming than they were at the parks for the time being. So it makes sense. And the next um, one perfectly into it as well disney parks revenue nearly doubles in fourth quarter from 2020 to 2021 yeah because of yeah they or only had half the parks open yeah so that's easy <laughs> now the other half open so exactly there and you go with the booking system and the new park pass so we went we were going to go this weekend we were we were i was i was going to go this weekend to disney my sister was there and i'm like hey look let's try and get in can't get in we had to plan it out like two months in advance we'll do that yeah so um Especially for this time of year, especially during holiday season. Yeah, but no. So normally, if it's not Dapper Day weekend, this is the best weekend to go. 
whenever well, that that was before. You well, got true. Now. True. Well, the other difficult it's part is you got to plan problem. everything. So people. Yeah. So I believe Tuesdays. Tuesdays are the best day to go. Wednesday's second best. And then ironically, Fridays during the day are the other or no Sundays. It goes like, I think it's Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday, then Sunday. Cause most okay. people leave on Monday. So some people will go to the park on Monday, but Tuesdays are usually the deadest. So we shoot for that kind of stuff. Um, a judge has ruled that Disneyland resort is not subject to An- An- Anaheim's $18 minimum wage. And that is per- for me personally, that's huge because so like, let's say for instance, I work for a national company, which I used to, it doesn't matter if your state has legalized marijuana, it is still against the law federally. So they don't acknowledge it. So that's one thing they do. A lot of these companies that are bigger and you know, the $18 minimum wage was like a, a citywide thing, yep. but I believe some corporations can get exemptions, especially if they hire a certain percentage and whatnot. So, they're, well, I mean, they, they, I think they still make $15 an hour or something like that. Yeah, so in this one, the $18 minimum wage was based on if you... Um, More than 100 and no insurance? No, if you use, like, uh, or is it, uh, let me back next, uh, used hotel taxes to it was something to do with hotel taxes yes because they had resort taxes because anaheim uh disney cut the um the relationship with anaheim over the hotels yep exactly that's right in, in august 2018 they canceled the tax incentive agreement with anaheim yep so right there which have used hotel i guess i should have went one more line down which have used hotel taxes to help pay for the luxury hotel. Um, and it was canceled between, you know, dispute, a dispute between um, the city of Anaheim, their city council and Disney, because they, it wasn't favorable. Uh, now, now the council has changed and is more favorable for uh, Disney where before the council basically struck down a lot of stuff to show their power, I guess. I, I don't know. I don't live in Anaheim anyways. Um, but so for the $18 minimum wage is that the, it's, a, it's a tax incentive base that the city of Anaheim, the voters passed. Well, since Disney canceled that agreement with them, they are um, exempt from that rule. Basically. Yep. So, so if anybody's mad at that, oh, man, Disney's, you know, they did this, did that. Um, it's like, no, it's, this isn't Disneyland's fault. Disneyland did what they needed to do. They were going to bring a lot more to the resort, build up the resort. Um, but the city council uh, basically was not in favor of it for whatever reason being behind it. You know, I get it. A lot of the, the um, hotels and companies, businesses on Harbor, you know, didn't like it. So the council yeah. said, okay, we're going to stick with that. Well, now here is the fallout effect from that, that basically, oh, Disneyland, you got to do $18 an hour. No, 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 no. We canceled that. So we don't have to do that because yep. of your city council from before. So don't get mad at us at Disney. You got to talk to your local government officials. You it, know, it, was a whole, it was a whole lot of drama. And somebody I know with, it's, they're, not, they're not a lot of 
cool, but they they know things that a lot of people don't. And the big problem people don't realize is is Anaheim got rid of the Disney run before it should have. There should have been a run at least 2019, and there wasn't any runs in 2019. And that was 2018 either, I think. Yeah. Pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the year my son was born, there was no. And what it was is they basically said it was not worth it for them to shut down all these roads, blah, 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 you know, but, and, and from my one friend said, you know, she was like, well, you know, what ends up happening is basically the city will get council members from more pro Disney and then things change back again. So this is one of the fault. This is like you said, this is part of the fallout from everything that happened. So we'll see what happens if they decide to, because they did up the people's minimum wage, like 15 something an hour. So, Yeah, yeah, they're just exempt from from this particular from this particular one, yeah, because they don't fall into the criteria, right? Which um, and the, here's a I didn't uh, this is not in here, but I did I followed. Uh, there's a quite a few Disney Imagineers who are leaving the company because of that move to Florida. So, yep, yeah, there and like a lot of like the bigger ones that have been there for a long time, like 15, and 20 years. Yep. Yes. It's crazy. There was one dude who legitimately was going to, um, he has all this Disney memorabilia that was given to him over time. And he's literally going to have, he has a TikTok where he just shows like, oh, hey, like this is like one of the original stills from this movie. Like he's not selling any of it, but he had to clear his office out. So he goes, I got a, I got a garage full of boxes. But I got to figure out what I'm going to do with some of this stuff. So, you know, yep, exactly. it's crazy. I mean, it was sad to uh, see that. They're going to have a culturally diverse casting for Santa Claus happening for the first time ever at Disney Parks, which I am okay with it because being a person who is religious and knowing the story behind um, St. Nicholas, um, the real person, um, sad to say he's not going to be as white as they portray him because he's, you know, it's one of those things. But I am okay with all that different kind of stuff. I don't care what the person looks like as long as they're spreading cheer because Santa is a big thing. I'm not going to lie. We were watching last night Disney um, parades, and my son looks and goes, is that Santa? And it was Woody on top of the horde, rocking horse and the Christmas parade. Uh-huh. But me, him being up, he knows he's yeah. never seen it in person, and he knew Santa's in this parade. So, like, that's that's the thing is it's, it's, it's very well known. So. And, and I saw an article uh, today or from this past weekend that cast members have been able to meet the culturally diverse. Uh, awesome. They just, it, it's just going to – we're casting for it. They didn't say how it's going to be. They said it right. will be different, and now they've got to met, you know. Which, I mean, meet, they're meet Technically, Christmas is a Christian holiday, so don't try and change that part of it, I guess. I mean, unless it's something that's going to be more inclusive to kids who do celebrate. Because I do have friends who are not Christian that celebrate, you know, Christmas just because it it is what it is. So, well, fingers crossed they do it right and they don't turn this into something else. Um, Web Slingers, a Spider-Man adventure in Avengers Campus, is moving to standard standby queue system. I knew this was going to happen. The ride is... It's good, but it's not anything. It's not like Rise of the Resistance. It's not like uh, Goofy Sky School. I'm just joking. <laughs> but it's not one of those rides where you're like, yeah, we need to have the the return time stuff on any of that stuff. So, and they and they did say, you know, check in the morning because you know if it's a busier day or whatnot, they probably will do um, virtual queues or maybe right. th- throughout the day. 
um, will do it. So don't just come up and be like, hey, I'm here. It's like, oh, well, no, yeah. it's well, only. So they do quip it by that uh, on it as well. But I'll tell you what, did not take that long for for this to happen. And they even said sometimes during the end of the day um, or towards the afternoon that they were opening up the standby queue. Yeah. Um, and uh, I will say one thing we didn't say on this is um, – they did. I don't, I don't. I don't know if it's in here. I don't see it, Tim. But uh, the second they announced that free parking was going to be included with the top tier of pass for Disney, that one sold out. And they told people it could sell out. It's not for everyone. So I just wanted to make a point of that: is is make sure if you hear anything in this and you want to experience things the way they are, do it fast because things change. And as it shows. This is what's frustrating people is 40% of Disneyland's magic key sales are to new pass holders. And they're the ones that are getting the brunt of the bad stuff is because they're basically not letting the new pass holders get any reservations. They're literally opening them up. You have to book them out like three months, at least you there's, there's, there's nothing open. And I do like, um, I experimented with it cause I didn't get to, to play with it when it first came out. And um, I do like that you can pick by seeing which parks available, which is is nice. So that's just a key number, forty percent. So it's a new yeah. pass holders. And and I want to know what they define as new pass holders. Like if like for me, for instance, I let my pass go, obviously before the pandemic or whatnot. Um, let's say you know it was a year before. Now I've had it be- had the pass before. Now am I considered a new pass holder because it's over a year? Or if somebody that, you know, a month before it closed down, let it go. What's what are they, you know, saying is a new pass holder on that, um, which which is interesting. Uh, and and then the other thing he says um, in the article that I got it from, obviously the top two tiers, the Believe and Dream Key, are the best sellers with the Dream Key sold out last month. And like to piggyback on yours, those top two ones, the top one, the Dream Key has parking included. The Believe key, you get 50% off of parking on it. All the other uh, keys, magic keys, don't have anything to do with parking. You have to pay full uh, full price for it. So it would make sense that those two were the top ones, obviously including with, you know, not as many blackout days and whatnot uh, as well. So, um, but it is interesting that it says 40% um, of the new annual passes or the magic keys are made up of quote unquote new pass holders. So, yeah, no, it makes a big difference and we'll see how they treat them next year. That's going to be my true sign. Cause it was kind of a, yeah. Um, well, yeah. Treat them and how many renew for next year? Yeah. That's going to be, that's going to be a big one. So yeah. Um, New holiday popcorn bucket was available, and the line to wait to get one was about two hours to three hours. Um, it was a Toy Story one. It had Woody and Buzz, Woody and Buzz on it, and it was blocks. And it's the most overrated oh, bucket that, I've that, ever seen. That's a different one that that I saw. This is just oh a, really yeah a holiday one that uh that came out and it had like uh, Mickey and different characters on it, holiday oh. theme um, on it. But it don't matter. It probably still was two hours long because people are crazy for an $11 popcorn bucket. That's what they need yep. to do a virtual queue for. Open um, it up at 7 o'clock and 1 o'clock. Yeah, exactly. Well, this is weird. So I didn't see this one. So cast members enter Pirates of the Caribbean water to evacuate stranded guests at Disneyland Park. 
Yeah, so on some parts of Pirates of the Caribbean, obviously you can see like, hey, you could you know you could basically jump off the boat and go right onto you know different scenes. Well, if you're stuck in the middle of the water somewhere, oh, the fu- the the fight scene, the where you're the cannons firing. Yep, the fight scene, the cannon. Um, you know, right right there, and there's a couple other ones um, as well that. They will, if they're able to, you know, get the ride back up and going, they'll just cycle through again. Uh, if not, then they have obviously uh, evac protocols and different areas where they will push the boats to. And you got cast members that'll go in there and hip waders. Now, granted, the water is only up to basically, you know, a little below the shins, basically. Yeah, uh, yeah, like shins, knee, or whatnot. Obviously, depending on how tall the cast member is, but it's not like, you know, he's swimming in there in scuba gear. Um, that's why the reason why they have the hip waders and they will, you know, offload a boat, push it, you know, and then the other ones, they will push them, uh, basically push them through the, the ride so they could get them to an area where they can safely unload them. So you don't see it that often because most of the time they could get it back up and going, uh, and then cycle it through. But sometimes, um, they do have to do it. And it's especially, you know, in a water ride it's not like a roller coaster where you know i've gotten stuck on space mountain and it's all gravity run so even if you're that's why you go up to the top and then you go down so they have emergency stops on them but what they do is whoever's the closest to the bottom they release that one first it cycles you know it goes down comes into the station they unload them then the next one goes down so you can't release the guy at the top because he's going to come down and hit the next car in front of him Right. So, but you know, they it, they it is, they monitor that ride pretty pretty closely. So you know, it makes sense why they got in there so fast. Yeah, and exactly. the, the another ride problem is is flooded. It's a small world. Holiday delays. Tra- holiday delays traction opening for hard ticket event holidays at Disneyland Resort. Yeah, a little bit of a of a problem in there. So I. I don't know exactly what happened. I don't know if Disneyland will say exactly what happened. If somebody was trying to put the finishing touches on that holiday overlay and something fell and, um, you know, bumped into the flume and it had a, you know, hairline crack and they didn't, you know, it just all of a sudden flooded or, you know, and we don't know what flood means either. Right. No, you know, but it was enough for, uh, they obviously had a hard ticket event and didn't have it open for that and delayed. The, the normal well that sucks uh, opening for it uh the next one i'm excited for because the new movie Encanto is coming out soon i think and um the main character character is maribel from disney and she's going to be greet she's greeting guests in disney's california adventure the story behind the movie i'll just to give a quick synopsis since we didn't talk about it in the regular section is the family has an enchanted uh house i believe isn't it uh let me double click in Encanto. I, I, yeah i I think that's the one because I watched the trailer because um, Disney Plus they thingy did a big, um, yes it is. So Encanto is is about a Colombian girl. So I'll just read the synopsis. It says an Encanto tells a tale of an extraordinary family, the Madrigals, who live hidden in the mountains of Colombia in a magical house in a vibrant town in a wondrous, charmed place called Encanto. The magic of the Encanto has blessed every child in the family with unique gift from super strength to the power to heal every child, power to heal with unique, well, heal every child, to heal every child except for one, Maribel. 
But when she discovers that the magic surrounding the Encanto is in danger, she says that she, the only ordinary magical, might just be her exceptional family's last hope. The house is magical. The house talks to her. And she has to save the family because she's the only one that's not losing her powers or getting old or getting sick because of everything. So it's a fantastic uh, looking movie. And I'm glad that she's there greeting guests in California Adventure to kind of get the, you know, the the word out there. Um, The first 2021 festival holidays booths have been installed in Disney's California Adventure. I have never been to the holiday and to the California side. I want to meet the three amigos. But I never make it. The three caballeros. The caballeros, that's what it is. The three caballeros. I want to say three amigos. Three caballeros. Because they were my favorite cartoon as a kid. One of them. So we'll see what they got coming up with that. They got them installed. That means it's the you'll probably get some cocoa stuff. You're going to get all this different themed holiday stuff. It's going to be fun. Um, they have they've had preview of Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge VR experience coming to downtown Disney District. Which is shocking because they removed the VR from downtown Disney. So apparently yeah, they're bringing it back. It's going to the same spot with that void. It was that was a contractual dispute because they kind of uh, what was it? Uh, not void. Well, they voided the contract, but they um, did something that they in the contract. They said that they wouldn't or it, it was something like that. Something something. Yeah. Business yeah level. On it. So then in this it's going to go in it. Now it's not. They said it's not going to be like the void or whatnot. But it's cool because remember they did the Galaxy's Edge where you could like go in there and talk to or the, the VR experience like mm-hmm. you're um, filling it up to the bar or whatnot and the different characters on it. So it'll be coming to that same area where the void was at in um, in downtown Disney. So that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Um, Jungle Cruise signs updated to Jungle Cru- Jingle Cruise for holiday overlay. Another one I haven't been able to see. So I am. Uh, well, I since it's at Magic Kingdom at Disney World, I hope they bring it back to Disneyland because I know you know it was it. It's awesome and it's a it's a different experience from yes, the it Jungle is. Cruise. So, you know, hopefully, fingers, fingers crossed. crossed. Uh, they have a special 50th anniversary monorail playset with with station available at Walt Disney World. If anyone can get their hands on that, get it because those things are worth buku bucks down the road. Because monorail stuff, like the train people love that stuff because it's a form of a train, so they want to buy that stuff up, and it's that's a good investment. Anything monorail, especially since they're starting the one back up in Disneyland, it just seems like it's perfect timing. Get it, well, especially it's, 50th it's, anniversary. Yeah, and especially that one being a special 50th anniversary one, which means obviously you have to be there to get it. Now, this is my favorite one of the whole thing. Tim posts this, and he has to update it right afterwards, and it says, <laughs> Epcot no longer scheduled to be open until midnight on New Year's Eve. Update, midnight closing returns to New Year's Eve at Epcot. Now, that was last year. It wasn't open until midnight, correct? Uh, no, it was, well, maybe, but it was for this year. Uh-huh. But I guess there was a technical glitch or whatnot that said it wasn't going to be open until and midnight. Okay. And, and as soon as it came out, everyone's like, oh, that's interesting. That stinks. Why would you do that? Now you're only going to have one less park and Epcot being a bigger park, too. Um, to with alcohol. With, with alcohol, and, mind with, you. Yeah, with alcohol <laughs> and not. And then they came back and said, oh, nope. Technical glitch. Um, no, we're open until midnight. That's, that's like, pretty funny. As soon as I put that in there, like two articles <laughs> later, boom, I'm like, oh, well, there you go. 
that happens a lot. Like it was actually funny for those that don't know, Tim and I share uh, notes and like whenever one of us is updating it, I'll look and I'll go, man, I'll look it up and I'll be like, man, that didn't last very long and something else will happen kind of thing. So yep. um, general bookings are now open for Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Voyages. Um, I've heard there's been massive complaints about everything dealing with this. As the next thing says, the first three months are booked for Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser at Disney World. And also people are saying that once you get into the fine print, there's a lot of stuff that's not included that people thought was included. And the biggest one that Connor had that was a great question was, well, do you can you cosplay? Because you don't want to get mistaken for a person working on the thing, but they tell you to be immersive. So he's like, do I go as a smuggler? Do I not go as a smuggler? How so far, that's a big one. Like how how far will they allow me to go? Or do they have costumes you can use there? Because that's another possibility. They have yeah. a costuming department. They legitimately could have generic stuff for you to wear. So we'll yeah. see. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This one I saw, and I was like, "What the heck?" A guest jumped into the ride water at It's a Small World to retrieve his phone at Magic Kingdom. And I think we talked about it, or me and Connor did. They didn't show if that person got in trouble on camera, did they? The the video that I saw, it was like a two-second video, and I couldn't even see the guy. It was because it was in the queue line, and the like I said, at least the video that I saw, it was like through like a narrow little path. Yes. Queue in the show building and whatnot. And like they said, if you drop anything in the ride, notify a cast member at the end of the ride exactly where it got dropped off at and they will more than likely go and retrieve it or at least um when the depending on where it's at yeah at the end of the day when they shut down they'll notify custodial and when they go through and make their you know cleaning sweep through there no pun intended that they will pick it up and most of the time um they will take your information lost and found if that specific thing gets returned to lost and found they will contact you, get your information, or verify that, hey, what was it that you lost? Maybe ask you some questions about it and mail it to you. So, exactly. Yeah, don't, don't jump in the, I mean, granted, it's a phone. Don't do it. Thousands of dollars. But, uh, yeah, there's, I mean, if you drop it in, you shouldn't have been messing around with it over water anyways. Because no, don't do it. Happen. No, that water's gross, too. Um, this one right here is always my favorite. Cast members learned they have been recruited for Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. It's a video. They did it for Batu, and people don't know when you do Batu and also Galactic Star Cruiser, it's like an audition for a, like your acting. So you have to have the character down. Like if you've ever noticed, when people get mad on the Star Wars Batu stuff, like they get mad in a weird way. Like that doesn't make sense. It's because they're acting. And like, if you ask them where the bathroom is, and they're like, "Well, what are you, what, what, like, what are you talking about?" Like, they're confused. The people that work in Batu, and if you see, like, my favorite video ever is this one dude breaks character when the little girl comes in dressed like BB-8 to meet BB-8, and he's like, "Oh my God, she's the cutest thing ever," and he right. breaks character. He is not the one that is expected to do that, especially like they'll say, oh, "Are you, um, are you ready to to meet?" Um, you know, they'll say cadet, they'll call you names, whatever. So this video is awesome just because you can see the true excitement because they had to put a lot of stuff in to, you know, do this. Yeah, exactly. And with it being even more so immersive than Batu, uh, you know, it's, it's you had to do a pretty good job. They had to do a really good job. Yeah, exactly. And they're already cast members there. Yep. So most of the time is they're either getting ready or, you know, they're in there and whatever costume.
costume that they wear working there already, and then they tell them. So it's and here's cool. the big thing: people don't know a custodian, and they tell them, and then they you know get all excited and whatnot. It's cool. And here's the thing: people don't know is that basically when you work at the parks, you have seniority in your certain area. So I have a friend who works on Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. She was asked if she would like to apply for a job in Batu, And if she would have done that, she would have lost her seniority over on Guardians of the Galaxy, which means you can pick up extra shifts or you can do more stuff, things like that. Well, exactly. Well, so these people are taking a huge risk doing this. Obviously, you know, if you've been there long enough and you're one of the first people, you'll have the top seniority in that group, whatever. But um, I, I'm excited for it. And I'm happy for everyone that that got in on this. Um, this one was crazy. Connor let me know about this one is that fully vaccinated Walt Disney World cast members no longer required to wear masks indoors backstage as of November 8th. And Disney is not requiring their members, their employees, their cast members to be vaccinated anymore. There is no requirement they changed they reversed it's crazy um, and, that, and that's is that that's disney world disney in general not even california okay. they don't have to okay. oh interesting. yeah i don't know how they're going to work that with the uh mandate for uh, that hasn't gone to effect that's just for schools um the one the the federal mandate by mr uh or president biden about uh businesses over 100 people i don't know disney's Got like some weird loopholes usually, so we'll see what happens with that. And then the biggest news that everyone's been waiting for, the full lineup for the Candlelight Processional Narrators has been announced. Joyful and Storytellers returning for the 2-21 Epcot International Festival of the Holidays. Everything is coming back that was gone from last year. Obviously, there was no Candlelight Processional in California because it wasn't open. But the big one for us, oh wait, was it open? No, not last year. No, it wasn't. No, that's right. No. So this year, the big thing is, is they usually get really famous people to do it. They get like Neil Patrick Harris is quite often one of the ones that does it because he's a huge Disney nerd. And he's the one that actually is competing. Usually, ironically enough, it's Chris Hardwick, John Stamos and Neil Patrick Harris who are fighting over items and memorabilia. They all own parts of the park. Like John Stamos has one of the original Dumbo elephant rides from Disneyland. Chris Hardwick has one of the original stretching paintings from the Haunted Mansion. I believe uh, Neil Patrick Harris has a couple of the other ones and they've actually bid against each other. So these people love Disney and the Candlelight Processional is something to be seen because it's a huge thing and it's one of the few events that you can actually see from anywhere in the area. So you're not like, like, you know, if you're watching, you can't watch the fireworks from, you know, the backside, but this one, you can get close enough to this specific area where they have the people standing. It's on an elevated thing because people don't realize California, Disneyland, the castle does not have elevation the same way Disney World does. Disney World has an elevated platform so you can watch the shows on the castle from wherever. Disneyland does not have this. They do a little tiered thingy. They set it up. So it's pretty exciting. Um, Tim, have you shared the lineup yet? No, I shared on the Facebook. I haven't looked at it. It was one of those things. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just saying, if you want to see the full lineup, go to our Facebook page because that's the best way to do it so you can see who it is because you never know. You might want to watch it. I know people live stream it. It's really fun to watch it. And it is, it's like, it almost, it's not Christmas until you have the candlelight processional. That's what it feels like to me. Exactly. And it's, I mean, it's something that, you know, Walt started a long time ago. Yes, and, sir. you know, it, 
it's it's a full on you know production uh with you know they don't just hey get up on the stage narrate or whatnot i mean it's you know they come in there's a choir scene there's a choir up there yep. uh you know they do have a literal candlelight processional to start it off as they come in disneyland because the stage is in front of the train station uh there at town square so they come down main street and then uh go up on the stage and then they have the narrator that does uh reads uh i think the night before christmas um uh up there so i haven't seen uh who the narrators were at disneyland it's always curious to see who who they get um on it and there's like only i don't know who that person is and you google it and see what their disney tie is so but no hopefully one day be able to go down there and see it because it's just uh you know everyone says it's just you know really awesome uh just just to see it it's something that you should see at least once. I will. I usually watch the videos because now I got the kid. I don't, I don't want him. I don't want him being involved in that because it's too much hectic as a younger kid. But we'll see. But right. it's been great to be back, Tim. Again, congratulations. I've known for the whole time, but I always want to know how to, when Tim wants to say something. So I'm glad he said something today because it's it's been exciting for him because he's now in, in the same category as me, is dealing with a little turd of a kid. So that's um, always fun. But um, we want to thank everyone for who comes through and who um, likes and shares. And um, uh, Justin, uh, we're going to be up. So when you hear this, you'll be happy. I'm going to message you and tell you, look, it's going to be it's going to be up. So uh, we want to thank everyone, as always, for coming through. Make sure you go, as we said earlier, Linktree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash FOMOcast gaming. And you can see everything there so for the fomocast i'm chris i'm tim and we will see you guys next time